It's time to talk to Bowler. His uh, interview each and every week presented by our friends at University of Utah Health. They take care of Utah like Utah takes care of each other. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. He's the television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend Craig Bowler. Jack, what up, Bowler? Hey, Jake. Gordon, how are you? Doing well, thanks, Bowler. You doing all right? How are you, Bowler? Are you doing all right? You oh, hanging yes. in there? Yes, I am good. Uh, it's good uh, to call some games. Uh, some fans were around, but we're doing the best we can with what we've got, right? Well, tell us about that, Bowler. How's it going so far? I know I know it's new, but, you know, us, uh, the viewer, seems to uh, be going pretty well. Uh, I'd say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a perfectionist. I wish we had, uh, you know, uh, the crowd there, but we can't. And, you know, we're trying to replicate some of those noises during the broadcast to bring energy and entertainment as well. Uh, I did see Bear on virtual uh, reality fan on the fan board last night. So good to see him a couple of times. He changed, uh, I think, outfits three or four times. So, you know, again, I think it's what it is. And uh, winning always makes it easier. Uh, Last night, competitive game. Uh, listen to you and PK on the drive home. There were some good things, but also where the Jazz have um, on t- at times Jake and Gordon stubbed their toe and and not helped themselves with turnovers and uh, the inability to knock down three point shots. So uh, you know, tip of the hat to the Lakers, to the two guys, uh, AD and LeBron. That's quite a combo. Uh, they're not that deep bench wise, minus Kuzma. But, you know, I get the job done. And I thought the Jazz played head spurts, but also there was a three- or four-minute stretch there that the Jazz uh, let the game slip and slide away. And uh, it's tough to beat the Lakers uh, when you do that. What are your thoughts, Bowler, on the way the Jazz are shooting the ball from the perimeter? Uh, Are you seeing solutions? What would your solution be? Well, I mean, gosh, the simple one is hit them, make them. I think they're open. Gordon, I mean, have you guys seen the same thing, right, that I'm looking at? I think the rotations have been there. I think the shots have been there. But, again, when the Jazz suffer, struggle, however you want to describe it, it comes in waves and bunches. It's not just one player. It it infects the entire team. And Niang is struggling. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is struggling. And Joe Ingles also has, has, has had issues uh, you know, those three guys, and, you know, I've got to uh, help help the cause. Uh, the bench really hasn't come through at this point, but I do like the fact the shots are there. They're not being really denied, right, on the rotation. I thought, quote, blender, as Quinn has used multiple times over the years, I thought the ball movement was much better, crisper, more energy last night. But, again, to win in this league, you got to hit the three ball. And uh, that has not been the case so far in these uh, the first three games in the bubble. Give me your thoughts on Mike Conley, Bowler. I think he's played pretty well so far, especially last night. He was great. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's Mike Conley. I, I don't know if fans are expecting something else, but that's what Mike is. That's who he is. And I thought he, uh, you know, moved the floor. I thought, uh, you know, he took shots, made them. Uh, he's also gotten the paint and been very effective with his floater to get it over the top of Biggs. Um, I think he has shared the ball. Um, and I think he understands, too, that 
he doesn't have to do it all. But, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell was superb last night in many ways, and I thought the combination of the two together really had a duel with the front line, the two bigs, uh, including uh, LeBron and, and Anthony Davis last night and, and quite a, a shootout. Really, I mean, that was it. Uh, both benches did not do a lot. And it was basically just uh, the front line of the Lakers against the guard line of the Jazz. So with Rudy Gobert doing what he does, Bowler, he's 6-6 six six from the floor last night. Does he need the ball more, or do you think he's being effectively blanketed and he's just not going to get more than, say, six opportunities a game? You know, Gordon, it's it's a great question, and one I wish we had time to sit down and look at film again because I need to answer that question myself. And what film would show me is the turnovers that occurred last night and how many of those passes went to Rudy uh, and that were in his reach. Uh, was he truly open? Is there confidence with each and every player? I think Donovan has, has proven that he has trust in Gobert in these early three games. Uh, you know, Joe had five assists. Uh, that's that's really, you know, a great question, Gordon. I mean, I think the three ball is so in vogue that sometimes you give up a good look inside on a kick out for three, um, and that's going to happen. And I think that's what's going to happen more and more in this league is the three ball dominates. But, um, you know, I, I still think in the fear factor is the turnovers – the Jazz have issues trying to put the ball inside against a lot of defenses. They've got to make crisp pass, as Quinn has said before to me. You know, if you're going to make the pass, mean it. Make sure it gets there and not lazily just kind of hangs in the passing lane where teams can reach out, take the ball, and run it down your throat in, uh, in a transition fast break you know, bucket. So I think that may be one of the most important questions to answer. You know, what is a good night? for Rudy on touches. And that is something maybe only Quinn uh, has the answer to on how many touches he liked to, you know, to get Gobert. And I think it dictate, it's dictated too, right, by probable matchup. Um, you know, JaVale McGee's a big guy himself. In fact, that's one of the biggest lines in the league with Anthony Davis, LeBron, and JaVale McGee. Um, and I know he wants the ball more. He said that. You know, throughout his career, um, more touches, and he is incredibly consistent on top of the rim, but also some turnovers occur too when the Jazz try to force the ball to him. Bowler with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Bowler, uh, you've been around Joe Ingles a lot, and you I think you've probably called most every game of his <laughs> NBA career. And he didn't play particularly well last night, but he's, he only took five shots and four threes. Is he ever... Will he ever shoot more? I, I think he needs to shoot more with no Bogdanovich in the lineup, and he just doesn't appear willing to do it. Well, I won't argue that, Jake. I think you're right. I like to see uh, those shots come into, into Joe's hands. I think also, man, I think he feels pressure to be a facilitator at times. You know, he's he's an incredible assist man, and really he's kind of the, the point, the, 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 the point guy for Gobert. Uh, I think there's a lot of trust with Rudy, with Joe, finding him and putting the ball where it has to be. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is a high-volume shooter who's struggling in a big way. Uh, and maybe Joe feels when the shot does hit his hands or the opportunity, he needs 
and just like George, I think there's so much pressure to make the three now that again you you you, you put stress and pressure on that shot instead of just doing your thing. Uh, I think if you have a pause or a doubt or a thought before you release a ball, usually you have you have a uh, a missed shot. Gordon, you've said it before, and I know Jake, you have as well. I don't think Joe Ingles has forgotten how to play the game, right? I don't think he's forgotten how to hit threes. Uh, George Niang has had 42% most of the season, and I don't think he's forgotten. Um, so uh, what's what's always been interesting to me is that when it hits the Jazz, it's not just one player. It just kind of the wave hits all of them from outside, uh, especially the bench in this particular matter. So, uh, you know, I think Joe would take the shot if, if, if it's coming his way. Clarkson has taken some of those shots, obviously, off the bench. They run a lot of guard sets. Uh, we didn't see as many four-guard looks last night as we did in the first two games but and some in the scrimmages. But, yeah, I'm all for Joe with the green light. And I, and I think, again, you've got to shoot yourself out of it, right? You've got to see one go in. And, again, Thurl and Matt would tell you, as a former player, what's the best way to cure maybe the – the lack of confidence or the doubt is to go inside and see it go in and then take your game out. Maybe that may be the cure for both Clarkson and Joe. Speaking of Clarkson, uh, he four of 17 against the Thunder and then against the Lakers, two of 13, one of nine from uh, the three-point arc. Bowler, uh, do you believe that the Jazz are fragile enough so that if they have one key player play like that, that it's curtains for them? Uh, they are a system team, um, and that is kind of an interesting tie, Gordo. I think there's some, some truth to it. Everyone has to play their role. Everybody has to be in the same spot in, or in their spot in the rotation and the way that ball moves. They can't afford turnovers uh, because buckets on the other end sometimes are hard to come by. Now, if they play defense, as we've seen them in the past do, they can run it down the opponent's throat and get easy buckets in transition as well. And that hasn't happened to this point. So, um, you know, it's, it's a tough one. I, you know, I don't know where, what the Jazz plan will be. Memphis tomorrow against John Morant. That's an early game, by the way. Uh, so, you know, I think they've got to see some progress for their, in, in their own minds and see the ball go excuse me, into the net, and hopefully they can turn this around. If not, you slip slide away. Right now, you're in the five spot. You don't have the tiebreaker. Uh, you know, Dallas is a team that has depth and shooters as well. I mean, you can see the Jazz drop your front opponent, the Houston Rockets, again in round one. So, uh, left four games. Uh, we hit the halfway point, pardon me, five, hit the halfway point tomorrow, and then four to go before – uh, the playoffs. So, Bowler, I want to ask you uh, an impossible question because Gordon and I have uh, been debating this for a while now, and I, I still don't think that we have an answer to this. Out of the most likely teams the Jazz will play in the playoffs, and so we're thinking we're thinking Oklahoma City and Houston, but let's, let's throw Dallas and Denver in there for fun. Out of okay. those four teams, which would be the best matchup for the Jazz? Wow, really good. Uh, I think all of them have their, their difficulties. Um, 
I think the Jazz and the fans themselves don't want to see Harden and Westbrook, uh, so let's knock them out. Uh, Denver, I think, with uh, the Joker and Gobert intrigues me. I think that that matchup uh, would be doable. Dallas uh, with Luka, um, doable. And the other team that I don't think we match up well against, uh, I think the Thunder proved their athleticism and depth in the guard line. I would throw out the, the Rockets and the Thunder right now. Uh, Chris Paul just has a way against the Jazz, as Harden does, and I don't see him slowing down. I thought he would. I thought he'd kind of cash it in this year uh, after the deal. The deal, but you know, instead they've used their draft picks and those trade that trade pretty well uh, to rebuild that team in a, in a pretty quick way. They're fast, they're physical, and they're very athletic. So if I'm going to whittle it down to two, I guess it'd be Denver and Dallas. Um, of those two, who do you like? I mean. Uh, Jokic has triple double ability, but I'm not really sure outside that a lot of a lot of help. Paul Millsap uh, is has aged and not as an impact player as he once was. He may get it every you know he may get that 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 ability every third game, but uh, um, boy, Luca and the Mavericks seem to really be um, when they're on, they're on. Even though they've had their issues too, so. Anybody want to take her on those, on those <laughs> two? Bowler, you know what I'm thinking of as you're talking there? It's, re- it's remarkable how how tough that three through seven is in the West. Oh, it's, it's insane. I mean, I, I, you want to look at basketball in the East versus the West, you'll, you'll have people, you know, in the in the East media, you know, compare and, and probably debate. But look, what the Jazz and all these teams are up against and those trying to fight, fight for that eighth spot with Memphis – Wow. I mean, San Antonio is working their tail off to try to get there. The Pelicans as well. And, I mean, it is a tough road uh, to get to the top eight, let alone try to be a top four team in the West. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'd take Dallas uh, just because maybe a little more lack of experience. I don't know. But good coaching matchups on both sides of the ball, no matter who you play. Well, yeah, there just isn't a good answer. I think that's why Gordon and I have been going back and forth so much because it's all difficult. And, you know, Oklahoma City really worked the Jazz over on Saturday. That might still be my answer, even though it's not a great matchup. I think the Jazz are closer to OKC you know, having more talent. Uh, Dallas, the inexperienced thing, I think is absolutely a factor. So maybe the answer there is is Dallas. Uh, but, 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 Jake, as you're talking about that, it makes me wonder, okay, uh, when you think of the Rockets, you think of an offensive club that is tough to stay to keep up with. But when you saw what the Thunder did to the Jazz, do the Jazz want to run into that kind of defensive pressure when they're struggling to, to hit outside shots? Uh, there is a real debate here about which – which uh, kind of philosophy on any team would be most difficult for them? I guess if they're not making their outside shots, all of them are difficult. Yeah, no, that's the point. If you make threes, then this this whole discussion is different, right? But we already had a taste of the thunder, and and I thought I was really impressed with the on-ball defense on the perimeter from the get-go, and I just thought they had more energy and their depth was uh, athletic, and I thought they just to run the Jazz, run at them, and showed, you know, athletic de- and, and defensive ability throughout the night. Uh, but if you hit threes, I think it changes the whole attitude of the playoffs and the way the Jazz approach it. The Jazz get their three ball back, 
then, you know, watch out. They were number two, by the way. They haven't forgotten, have they, to shoot the three. They were 38% during the regular season before the shutdown from outside. They were they were dynamite on, on given nights uh, from outside. Right now in the bubble, that's not been the case. Bowler, thank you as always for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. And, uh, hey, I'll uh, see you here in this building uh, tomorrow afternoon. Jake, uh, drop by. I mean, I'm not far from you. I know we're trying to keep down. distance. But I will say this. I keep hearing whispers of fans. It's really weird inside that building. Uh, the building the building wants fans back. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's nine of us in there. It's, it's really an eerie. <laughs> it's kind of strange to know there's only nine people, actually, I think, during the broadcast inside that building. And... Um, well, I just miss the energy inside that place, uh, and I know a lot of fans do too. It's been eerie, Bowler. I mean, you know, our station, and usually it's just the show going on at the time. It's it's been us in this building and security, and that's it. It's it's this weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the parking lot in the back is basically empty. I mean, it it. I'm with you. This this building is is calling for fans. Yeah. Bowler. Well, I've learned I've learned how to use the uh, electronic uh, thermometer, who tells you verbally yeah. you're okay. <laughs> I mask up. I take my separate elevator. I go up. I do the game. I come back down and drive home. It's uh, it's pretty sterile, to be honest. Yeah, it's weird. Bowler, you get you get Jake on the uh, on the broadcast somehow. Uh, I want to see his face on there, and dinner's on me. Nobody wants that. Well, Jake, I don't know how we can do. Well, we can mask you up. And maybe uh, work that out. Um, you want to jump on a? Can you be a virtual fan? Maybe I can do that. I I, I won't crash your your broadcast, Bowler. I, I, hey, look, I, I mean, that. I wish we could bring in just you know, I wish we could bring in a lot of folks to crash the party, but we can't, right? Yeah. Got to be safe. But Jake, yeah. if you can mask up and maybe walk, you know, like why don't you just walk behind us? Is that an there idea? There you go. I mean, yeah. How about that? Just like like I'm lost. Yeah, like you're lost. Is, is the bathroom over here? Just stare at the ceiling and down at the floor. Got it. It's it's a deal. Easily done. I I, I was told that uh, that it was uh, Elmo and Sesame Street Day here at the arena. Am I wrong about that? That get canceled? What happened? Yeah. I, <laughs> That's I, what you can use as an excuse. <laughs> I'm I'm here to see uh, uh, Lady Gaga. Is that yeah, uh, was Lady that canceled? Gaga. I I don't know. I'm here to see the Ice Show, Disney on Ice. What <laughs> is happened? this? Not the rodeo. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I will, Bowler. I'll come. I'll come say hi though. I'll come give you All a right. wave. All right, guys. Hey, right, be buddy. good. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Uh, I kind of huddled up again sometime soon. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Thanks, Bowler. The great Craig Bowler, Jack. Catch him on the call. Tomorrow's game, by the way, uh, Gordon, is at 12.30. Uh, pre-game on uh, the Zone Sports Network begins at 11.30. And, of course, AT&T Sportsnet will have all the action for you. Jazz and Grizzlies in a game I think uh, we both probably expect them to win, right? You would think so, but not if they don't shoot. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.